these past three days have been PD like staff meeting days Mm -hmm. talking about how to prep for the first day of school, first week of school, and just going back in person post COVID. Like my second graders, they're this is their first time going to school since kindergarten. And it's Mm -hmm. like going to be so weird for them. It's like they've never it's almost like they've never been to school. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, they forgot what school was at this point. Right. (laughs) It was like kindergarten was just like this thing that kind of happened. Yeah. And they've been wearing masks and still will need to. Um, So this is like just not what school is supposed to be like for them. Um, But tangent. So what I wanted to bring up was how today we were talking about just like teacher salaries and unions and just Mm -hmm. like the people who the teachers should talk to, to talk about, to negotiate mm-hmm. on their behalf to, I guess, the district and union, whatever. I feel like I'm still really unclear about what the union is, who the union yeah, is. Yeah, that, that terminology and everything. That, right. And how that's like come, how that comes to play. Um, but I love how honest and like straightforward my principal is. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if I should be saying this, but I guess I'll paraphrase him. He was like, these dum-dums should know that like educators need to be paid more. Like you can't do the job without them. So I'm like, yes, you can say that again. On today's episode, I talked to Orisa the Friday before she began student teaching at a public elementary school in San Francisco. If you're curious about what it's like to be and become a teacher, and most importantly, what that journey has been like for for Warisa during a pandemic, then this is the episode for you. As always, this is Educate with Erin, a podcast where I explore the world through conversations about education. I think COVID really revealed and highlighted how important like what teachers do because parents in a way did have to become teachers and, you know, kind of watch them through zoom to see how the teachers are like holding lessons and like, just like distance learning is so hard. Those two words should like never exist, but like (laughs) we do it. And even today during our faculty meeting, it was like, parents were praising teachers like wow you do so much this is like I we appreciate and value so much and then like I think as soon as the debate with like should we open schools like when do we open when do we reopen schools this was like spring of last year Mm -hmm. the whole debate like like private schools are opening up like why aren't public schools like I'm going to take my children out out of public and take them to private wait but this was an issue during like last spring right like wasn't there like a kind of a big I I remember this in San Francisco I mean probably everywhere but it was like yeah why are private schools opening and public schools aren't but yeah why was that the case it was mainly because neither party could just could solve or neither party could come to an agreement like the Mm. teachers wanted to come back if they had all of their the PPE was supplied. If they knew that, what else? And like they were getting paid. Like if 
they contracted COVID, like they wouldn't have to take sick days. It would be like a COVID time or something. Yeah. yeah. Versus parents were like, this is what came up today. Like teachers are so lazy. Like they don't want to do anything. They don't want to go back to school. They just want to sit yeah. at home. That's funny because I've literally heard that about like when people complain about teachers or like I've heard parents talk about like, I don't even know what my kids Zoom teacher, like what they were doing. They like weren't there, yada, yada, oh which gosh. is like, where were some of those people? <laughs> but also like, true. it's easier said than done. Like everyone was in COVID. Like, yeah, they had kids that needed to be schooled. <laughs> right, right. And I, <laughs> uh, so when I first started student teaching, this was, I started student teaching like mid everything, mid year, mid pandemic. What so grade was it when it was online? It was fourth, fifth combination class. Oh, right, right, right. And I remember I was so excited, still very nervous, but I was like, this will be fun. And like, we had a recess. Recess was breakout rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally fine and I, and like my mentor teacher would place me in the breakout rooms with them so that we can talk and like I can get to know the students better yeah and probably halfway through bef- I halfway through I turned off my camera and left I was like I don't want to be in recess with you I need my me time I need my <laughs> time <laughs> why were they talking about some wild things it was that and just I got so tired. Like I didn't want to stare at a screen anymore. And I, it's kind of like probably nice for them to check in without the teacher. Right. I'm like, like what do recess? you want me to be in the room with you? Like some of the things I was like, I probably should not be here like listening to your conversation right now. <laughs> um, I probably, yeah. <laughs> I remember one of my first classes, we started by going through how kids used to be taught mm-hmm. and what it's like now and we saw some really su- some similarities and that was kind of scary because like before like I'm I think the photos that she showed us was like night around 1960s so like blackboards like mm-hmm. desks and rows like everyone's facing the same way and there's really no collaboration. And then, like, fast yeah. forward, like, to the 2000s, like, for for the longest time, and even so, sometimes now, I saw a little bit in my of, of the same format in my schools, in the classrooms now, but definitely more progressive, where the tables are still, you know, um, we're all facing the same way, and it's, we're sitting in rows, Um, But, like, for right now, my classroom, it's a – we're all in circles or, like, long tables and small groups. And it's just – that's what teaching and learning is. It's collaboration. It's being in small group. It's talking to each other and coming up and, like, going through the thinking and the learning process together and almost out loud sometimes mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to be able to like get to where you want to get to. And sometimes like the answer isn't the most important thing. It's about like there's multiple ways to get there. So emphasizing that. Um, and I want to say also my program really 
I think USF and as like a Jesuit, like super um, school, uh, school or like a, a values based um, school where it's like men and women with and for others, mm, yeah, or like people with and for others, and just being like almost like rooting for the underdogs mm-hmm. <laughs> type of vibe where um, we're we're looking out for each person and it's always very asset based. So if we're talking about a student, it's like, where are their strengths? And then like, when you do talk about weaknesses, it's like, where are their areas of growth? Where can they improve? Like, how do they use their strength to um, connect, to like improve their weakness? And like, like yesterday I was hearing the grade level teacher like this, second grade teachers talk to the third grade teachers telling them about this incoming students. And it was so fascinating to hear because it was all like they would have, they were so honest, mm-hmm. but still super. Um, they use really awesome language and that like, this is what she's really good at. And this is what you'll expect, but also might need a little, more hands-on help here like placing this student with her like a more calming student would be really beneficial or and like so I think that was really good to hear it was like here putting like what I've learned what I've been discussing in the classroom to be like oh this is how you talk to a student with or talked about a student with teachers yeah Um, yeah, I don't know how teachers do it. I'm terrified to become like my fir- my Dude, first year. Right? Te- it's so- like it's like so when I'm like now even you like describing it and being in it, I'm just like, yeah, how do teachers manage it all? And it's like there's so many layers to what teachers have to do. Like it's such like a dynamic mm-hmm. complex role. I didn't realize how hard it is to be a teacher and how hard it is to become a teacher until I got to my program at USF. Yeah. Okay. But then important question, what inspired you to become a teacher or want to become a teacher? Yeah, I think, oh, it's like the most generic answer. (laughs) (laughs) Do you love working with kids? (laughs) It's a lot of it comes down to doing really purposeful work. Yeah. Waking up knowing that I, the work that I do is meaningful and valued. Mm-hmm. Um, because Super I was working, valued. yeah, I was working in PR as you know beforehand, and I found it like I loved what I was doing to an extent. I couldn't see myself doing it forever, and like. I think I'm still, I'm like, but like at the same time, I'm not done with PR. Like in the end, I would love to figure out a way to like combine like all of my interests, like education, communications, children, writing, speaking, like all of that good stuff Yeah, into a job. But I have no idea what that is. So currently they're just two separate <laughs> identities, two separate lives I'm leading. <laughs> um, but it really comes down to... I like like my drive home today I was like wow I'm cannot wait for the students to come and like use all the art materials and like 
to see, to like start learning and to see what they'll have to like from their first day of school and then all the way, even up until like December, I feel like there will be, there will be a lot of like um, growth and Mm -hmm. learning. And I'm just, I'm all for the light bulb moments. I'm all for the, like, I just really want to make great people. Not that I'm making them. <laughs> no, but you are. That's what I was literally going to say of like why like it is like a super valued role. It's like you're literally responsible for like the future of our society. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, why don't teachers get paid more? <laughs> they build in the leaders of tomorrow. <laughs> Do you feel like USF has like their like the goal of your program is like to teach you a way to teach or do you feel like you know that there's, or do you feel like there's like not one way to teach and that you have like a bunch of styles and approaches? Ooh, that's a really great question. In my classes, in a bunch of my classes, we watch a lot of like classroom observation videos Mm -hmm. and I, and they're like, they come in a wide range. So like, middle school or high school or elementary school teachers um, and they're teaching a specific lesson. And every time I saw one of those videos, I was like, holy moly, what am I doing? I am, (laughs) I can never do that. Why am I in teaching? Why am I studying to become a teacher? Because it all looked so performative and I'm such an introvert that I'm like, that sounds so exhausting to me. It's like putting in a mask. It's like, acting it's like (laughs) and I'm just thinking about it makes me tired because I'm like I can't I don't have that type of energy like I definitely stray away from like standing in front of the classroom and talking to a bunch of people with their eyeballs staring back at me that really scares me (laughs) and I was telling my advisor all this I was like I'm so nervous like Mm -hmm. should I go find a different profession because this like I am not a type of I've not any of the teachers I've seen in in the videos and then she was like there are different types of students which means there's also different types of teachers yeah and that means that you have to be your best version of your teacher like what that means to you like it doesn't there are different types of teachers like there are ones who are extroverted super bubbly and like have that energy and feed off of like students energies but then there's also like really quiet like reserved um teachers who gain attention and command of the room in a different way yeah and that's what i was gonna say too yeah because Mm -hmm. like those teachers like that are calming and Sorry not to cut you off. I'm just imagining you as a teacher. (laughs) I feel like I've told you this before, though, like, that, yeah, those teachers with, like, that calming, like, especially with younger kids, like, if second grade is your sweet spot, like, second graders respect those types of teachers and, like, they just like the good vibes that those teachers, like, that those teachers know how to, like, take control of a room. Which is also what drew me to my program because Mm. – like the most popular job is becoming a literacy coach, reading specialist. And those are very small group oriented. And that's where I know I thrive the best, but also knowing like teachers, you're more likely to get 
a position as a reading specialist if you have classroom experience because that's where so yeah. much of your learning and like growth as a teacher comes in because I guess because you're doing so much yeah like no you do have to be on the ground to like understand yeah yeah the bigger picture and other roles like because I think about that too with if I want to work in education policy like you can't just do that and be good at it if you don't have any classroom experience (laughs) right my mentor teacher said the same thing in that I was asking her about how she came down with the book and like what her interview process was like and what how she how she finds a school mm-hmm. and she was like finding a really good leadership like principal is really important yeah. like that's really key like if your if your leadership has never been in the classroom and he's telling you what to do and like telling you how to be a classroom teacher without yeah. ever having been one like how yeah well how much can you trust them really and yeah be under their guidance yeah i 100 percent agree with that if today you could be like jump into like your ideal role and like invite school or like working environment what would it be like would it be teaching in a classroom or is that like good for or like yeah what's your what would be like that'd be your dream teaching job for the longest time it, I've always seen classroom teaching as a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm giving myself three years, maybe four or five is really pushing it for me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm terrified of like being in front of the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> and, but like now, and my answer might change like after a month or after a semester of full-time student teaching, um, but I think if I were to jump and like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll love classroom teaching. So that's why not completely, yeah. um, closing that door. But for now where I am from with what I know, I would say it would be, um, a, a, some sort of reading specialist role where I'm supporting teachers who, whose students need that extra support. So like I would pull them out. And we'd have really like that. That's also another thing because the classroom is where you develop those relationships. And like, that's one of my favorite parts about any life in general, but like any (laughs) job, like relationships are so key for me. Like if I'm, if I'm working with good people, if I'm talk like making these connections, I'm super happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't worry. It'll ring again. I'll pause. It's okay. <laughs> or you, you can pause if it's distracting you. Oh no, no, yeah. We're good. Um, Making relationships I, in the classroom. Yes, <laughs> and like that's the hard part about being a pullout specialist, where you're not yeah. in the classroom with them all the time. So you're only with them for like those thirty minutes. So you have to make it's like you have to make those thirty yeah. minutes count. You have to build that relationship, but you also need to make, get, um, teach them so that they're they show improvement, and that they're not completely behind in their grade level in their classwork. Um, all that to say is I would love to still be in that smaller environment I think long term I will see myself in a smaller like one-on-one small group Mm -hmm. um working with kids so that they 
get the support support that they need and it's very individualized and like customized to their strengths and me um yeah yeah so so i think i still have a school but yeah um in a more not a teacher role i think yeah Uh, which would still again like the classroom experience and just i feel like knowing how to deal with more kids than working one-on-one with a kid will be a piece of cake yeah (laughs) after having like you know if you manage so many kids and have to do what you're doing for like 10 kids doing it for one kid you'll be able to like give it 110 percent. totally well for now i'm really excited to be going into the classroom and seeing how everything works this will be my first time like in person (laughs) i know that's crazy that's so exciting so what's on the agenda for the first week of class um i walk into class um what am i gonna (laughs) learn today i'm so nervous we have morning meeting Mm -hmm. and that's when everyone introduces themselves and they'll be making their name tags you know coloring and we're doing a school tour Telling them, because I think, yeah, some will have never been to school, I think. And, like, to set, like, set foot on, on our school ground. They're so cute. Um, They're going to be so scared. Showing them where everything is. First day is going to be super chill, I think. We also have, like, three recesses. So, morning recess. Oh, that's good. Lunch slash re- recess and then afternoon recess. Because our day is so long. Mm-hmm. Um, we start at 9.30 and end at 3.45. Yeah. So it's a really long afternoon. Um, yeah. And then they'll, well, I think we're going to do, oh, well, we're definitely doing a read aloud. Let's see. Oh, they're doing self-portraits their first week too. So it's so like the be- first week, what is the theme like self or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. The first six weeks is a lot of... Um, classroom management like teaching Mm -hmm. them how to use colored pencils how like where the colored pencils are where the scissors are where (laughs) it's crazy to even imagine like i love hearing about this it's like i had to learn that at some point like i had to learn where to put my books back when the lesson was done like all that stuff but it's like you forget about all that and um but it's like how you act now is derivative of that (laughs) it's so important like the first six that's why the first six six weeks are so different like we're we're learning content but it's mainly like you're setting yourself up for success when you have all of the routines um down so that they know what to expect and um they also have choice time I'm learning, which is just like play time. Like my mentor teacher has like Legos and board games and like mm, card that's games. Good. And that's just, and she's like, I'm, and likewise, I'm a firm believer in play as a way of learning because yes, queen. so much through play and through, and like, cause it's not just, play (laughs) it's like you're learning how to take turns if you're playing with a friend you're learning how to share you're learning like a lot of life skills yeah (laughs) it's like how how to like be chill if you're hella competitive (laughs) right Um, how How to to lose 
dude. Yeah. How to lose. Yes. What would you want to tell people that you think they don't know about teachers? Ooh, that's a really great question. <laughs> I, hmm. I think I would say like take the time to listen to if you have if you know a teacher to like listen, take the moment to talk to them and ask them what how they're doing and what they need and versus assuming that they need something in particular or that they're not doing their work or that they have an easy job. I think one of my biggest pet peeves, it's like, Oh, you work in second grade. That must be so easy because it's just little kids and you're just playing all day. And I'm like, you're like, no. some of them still pee their pants. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> It's so, yeah, it's like so, it's like you can't tell me that my job is easy until you've really like lived, I want to say, a month in my shoes. Like, because as teachers, we do all of the planning and then we execute it. It's like, so like I think about if this was like an a a job, like a tech job or like project management job or like Mm -hmm. a room where you I don't know worked in it's like the corporate world um sorry I'm also feel like I'm going off on a tangent one <laughs> to oh, your I question <laughs> um like when you so and like say you're I guess it depends on like depending on like if you're like a employee like a entry-level employee versus manager versus CEO but it's like still I think so let's start with the manager like, yeah, you would tell, you would, I guess you would have the agenda and you would tell people what to do. And then you, like, they would come and check back in with you. So it's like, there's still a lot of like hands off, like you're doing a lot of overview and you're not necessarily doing the, um, over, like the kind of like the grunt work almost. And like, even as an employee, you're like given the task, but you don't like make the big, like strategic decisions of like, Oh, this is what we should do because this, the, then this will happen. And so all I'm giving this comparison because as teachers, we do all of it. We're doing yeah. the planning. This is what we should teach on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This is the content we should be introducing. And then, and if it's not working, then we pivot. Like if students aren't getting it, then we have to think of another way to teach this. Um, and then, so we're doing the planning and the executing. And we do that every single day. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like, if you gave a project to a to someone, like you'd give them a week. Or if it, even if, even if you um, gave them like a few, like two days, like, that's still time that you could be doing something else. But like when, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Is like you never <laughs> can really catch a break with teaching. Because it's like right. even on the weekend, most teachers right. are like planning for the upcoming week. <laughs> or like in the, during the evenings, they're planning for tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like that would be my answer. I'm not coming from a teacher but like when you were saying everything I would like want people to also just like be nice to teachers and just like 
right recognize how much work it is and like how much responsibility it, it is i'm like they're raising our children truly yeah i remember some teachers i think at one point this was uh my my fac- some of the faculty were saying like some parents were requesting that asking if remote learning was an option this year and because like they don't want to bring their children into school blah 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 for their personal reasons and it's like we're not a daycare like we're not gonna accommodate you right because they're like if okay if i can i bring my student for like the mornings or like can i can i come pick them up like every day at like 1 30 and then like no you cannot do that yeah because this is school <laughs> this is an <laughs> like, institution are- yes <laughs> i do not work for you <laughs> yeah dude it's like, like the school schedule does not revolve around you you gotta love those wealthy white upper middle class Oh, yeah. San Franciscan parents sending their kids to public school. Um, yes. Well, folks, that's it for episode three of Educate. For this episode outro, I just want to reiterate slash repeat what Warisa said about taking a moment to listen to and talk to a teacher that you might know. Ask them how they're doing and what they need. Everyone has good and bad memories of teachers that they had, but ultimately teachers do have a lot of responsibility on a day-to-day basis. And I think we can all agree that they probably don't get as much love and support as they should. Lastly, as I'm sure you've heard at the end of every podcast ever, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'll chit chat with y'all next time. Peace out until then. What is a good school? Like, what do you... Uh, I just feel like I'm going on a tangent. Um, <laughs>